are the black jerseys that bad? No. They're actually, some would say, Talk your they're shit. the best jerseys that JMU basketball You think they're the has. best? They're, they're uh, what, like one in three right now for basketball? They're not one in three. I'm pretty sure they're like five in three, actually. We wear them a lot more often than we uh, people think and people want. I guess, but I mean, if it's the play, this player's choice at the end of the day, if they want to wear the black jersey, they do not give a shit about what. Do we need to bleep that? Damn. I feel like we need to bleep that. <laughs> cut that, cut, bleep that, that. cut that, cut that. No, that's funny as shit. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not ready to burn the black jerseys yet. I, they're, they're fine for football. You know, one thing I think it's a cool cool event for like basketball uh like every once in a while like doing a blackout game like that's super chill exactly but yeah i don't know i don't know why there's a lot of hate i mean, it's like one of the blackout days even when the school was you know bad and i feel like a lot of jmu fans like to like remove that era of jmu basketball out of your mind but there was a point where like jmu especially men's basketball was not very good and oh, like but, 20 like like beginning of the 2010s like in early in early, late 2000s but oh yeah now like or and they those nights when the team was bad those blackout nights they still got fans here they got like fans into the in combo you know god take me back team. to the convocation center bring it back to the field house of <laughs> convo bro that shit was crazy convo it was convo is kind of a vibe like in a in a gross kind of grimy sort of way. It kind of reminded me of like Cameron Indoor, but like let way less people. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just like yeah. all old people that show up. Exactly, just all like you know everybody from the retirement home down the street. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm just exactly. Kidding. Um, but <laughs> no, that, I, that, I think the black jerseys serve a big role in JMU basketball culture. Mm. Um, and I mean. Everybody at the school loves them. I I, I really only see um, Twitter fingers going off about them. Now, so. now here's the counterpoint. If we are on national TV. Oh, my God, should, man. If we're on national TV, should we be having the purple, like our brand? Is that dude, what we should be? Dude, you know what? Tell the laundry person and whoever organizes when we wear the jerseys when that. Because, I mean... I've talked to some other people about it, and they've enlightened me at the fact that, I mean, the jersey choice is the player was part of the players, but also it's like they can't do laundry on the road, and usually there's back-to-back road games. So it's like, okay, you're going to wear the purple the first game. Well, you can't wear the purple in the next game, bro. You'll smell bad, you know? <laughs> It'll be stinky but maybe that's the, the tactic because, like, imagine trying to post up against a guy who stinks, <laughs> who reeks. Yeah, so but maybe, can maybe you imagine trying to focus. That, but... You're in the like the the huddle with them. Oh yeah, I, maybe. Yeah, that. I mean, our team would have to go nose blind, you know. But damn, no, get it's some like, old spice. Exactly, bro. <laughs> old spice sponsor JMU. Come on. Um, but yeah, I people just make a big hoopla out of nothing with these black jerseys, man. Real as hell. It's so well, anyways, ridiculous. Welcome to the Purple Antic Podcast. Uh, we got the regular crew, Steak Sauce, 
and Duke Dog Burner. Indeed, chilling. indeed. Just um, chill vibes today. I feel like it's Super Bowl like Sunday. Past, it's Super Bowl Sunday. You know, chilling out with your friends and family. You know, and I feel like our last couple of podcasts have been like, you know, we've got Insane crazy guests with on. Zach. You know, so chill. Just back to the you know the chill the chill origins of this podcast. <laughs> I mean, exactly, just man. I the mean, shit. Just, to start off, you know. Um, something I was keeping up on with on my phone because I was busy like all day yesterday was uh Jamie Women's Lacrosse man. I they're kind of like people... they're like kind of good. <laughs> I they're not kind of good, Tom. They're like one of the best in the country, and I feel like a lot. If if you've been at JMU for a while or you're like really deep into the sports culture at JMU, you know that we have a hidden gem in this women's lacrosse team. You know, that's true. They've won a national championship. I think it was. No, it was like 20. I want to say like 2016. I don't know why. I don't think that's right, though. Something like Um, that. They've won a natty. They they were in the postseason last last year. Yes. Um, But they continue to be a force. And, you know, with Jamie getting bigger and with football and basketball really getting all the airtime, I really hope that, you know, some of the other sports that, you know, have been good for a really long time, you know, women's lacrosse and JMU softball and stuff like that get a lot more recognition because of, you know, the new platform this university's on. That's true. But baseball. Back to the, or, baseball no, and softball. Yeah, baseball and softball, I feel like, have been getting a lot of – or, like, in recent years, they've been getting more attention – than like what you would have expected in the past. Oh, for sure. Like, Especially, I mean, what chased a lottery? Yeah, I was about to say when you have a. When I think it was two years ago when you have a first round yeah. pick in the MLB draft. I mean, the MLB draft. Let's not get it twisted. Sometimes you know, it's like twelve rounds deep. Okay, so really, it doesn't matter where you get drafted. You know, just how just how people like to say like stars don't matter. You know, it depends on your work <laughs> ethic and the minors and how you get there, but. If you've been keeping up, Chase DeLauder in the minors right now has been going off for the past year mm-hmm. or so. So hopefully we see him in the majors one day. Yeah. Um, um, but back to lacrosse. Back back to JMU's bread and butter, women's lacrosse, man. I was following the game on my phone, and it felt like every, like, two minutes we scored. And I'm very new to lacrosse, um, but the games don't usually get – you know, to like, what was, what was the collective point total? Like 38. Oh yeah. Total. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 19 to 18 or something like that. in overtime. I I feel, I mean, I feel like lacrosse games. I mean, they're not like NBA basketball where it's like you have 160 points, 240 points, but. No, lacrosse games are like, they're kind of weird. They're not like as low scoring as like, a baseball game like a soccer game or like a hockey game but they're not quite as like high scoring as you know like football or like basketball it's like it's kind of I mean basketball is like really high scoring but like Mm -hmm. it's it's like a weird thing like a a score of like 11 to 12 or something like 12 11 would be I don't know which is like it is kind of weird but no absolute it was absolute insanity. I have yet to go back and watch the game, and I really do. But 
Um, from my understanding is that this year we have a player back. I can't remember her name for love of God, but the player that was injured the whole first season after the move to like the American conference for women's lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And she was an all, like all uh, first team, all CAA. So Damn. she's back with just rated um, cook. Exactly. And I think, Oh, I want to say her name is like, Maybe I don't know if we still have her or she graduated, but I think her name's like Isabel Patterson or something. But like But go, she's just like a menace. Oh yeah. Go in women's <laughs> lacrosse, period. Like, um, I think last year she had like I wanna say like ninety points or something, like something Damn. crazy. Did um, you did you see the graphic they posted after he beat UNC with the uh, <laughs> Oh yeah like dude dog oh, yeah. like uh jumping oh yeah that that was a funny little little jab a little quip a little 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 quip um but i was thinking about isabel peterson that's the goat that's the The goat goat. i was i was thinking about that the other day if uh in basketball if jmu had beaten unc in uh like god what was it like the 80s or something like that like if we had won by like one point, because they only beat us by one. If we had won, how would like the course of Jamie basketball have changed? Oh my, my, sorry. Oh, are we are we back? Oh yeah, you're good. Okay, but I feel like if we beat UNC, bro, that would have been crazy. And that, but the thing was is that that was a down year for UNC. That's true. But, but now they're they like what Jordan? number? Th- huh? Didn't they have Michael Jordan? Oh, you're. T- I thought you were talking about last year. No. no. No, no, this you're, year. You're talking about MJ. Yeah. When they had when they had Michael Jordan, <laughs> we almost beat them in like the 80s. Like how would the his- how would history have changed? I don't I don't know. I don't think history would have changed that much, honestly. Really? No. I mean, I don't know. How how good was that JMU team? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, not off the top of my head, but we were kind of cracked in the eighties and nineties when we were like a basketball That's true. school. It's um, Michael Jordan, James Worthy, dude. That that one is so funny. Imagine, like, <laughs> there would have been, there would be like at the college game day, there would probably be like my faces of Michael Jordan with like X's on them, bro, like on his dude, eyes, bro. Would have been insane. It would have been insane. Crazy. Indeed. But pivoting off of basketball, lacrosse, obviously in everything school. Oh, indeed. It's because it's Super Bowl Sunday. It's, you know, it's the last day of football. We got to get in our way too early Sunbelt Conference football rankings. So, Uh, I mean, number one. Number one. No one's got to be the Dukes. It's got to be the Dukes. There's no, there's no shadow in my mind, especially with the talent that we're bringing in. I feel like I've Wait, seen there was we... one guy of like some Sun Belt podcast. I don't even know. I really don't. There are a bunch of like other Sun Belt podcasts, and there's only a couple I like really do respect. But then there's this one I don't remember the guy's name, but he ranked Jamie four. But this oh, is also the same. This is also the same podcast that is trying to promote a group of five tournament. I saw that. That's wait. Can we talk about that real quick? That is sure. I okay. I get it. A G five tournament is like it would be cool. We're all kind of like around like the same kind of area, but it really 
pretty much cuts out the entire group of five out of the picture. Exactly. By, like, by being like, okay, these guys do their own thing. It's like, all right, cool. We're back in the FCS. Exactly. Like, and I feel like a lot of people, like, you can't advocate for college football to have a more balanced pool of who gets to participate in postseason play and then turn around and then utter the same thing out of your mouth of like, oh, well, we should have a group of five attorney. Like, everybody's yeah. like, I hate how you know, these big conferences are forming like these mega conferences and people are so against it. But then for some reason, a group of five fans are like, what if we just had a tournament all to ourselves and really let the monopoly of college football take over? I'm like, what are you talking about? No, you like you're about? literally, you are writing the group of five out of the picture. Exactly. Right. It's going to be like, you know, similar deal to, to what it was like in the FCS where it's, you know, not a lot of people really watch it, and I mean, it'll be, I mean, it'll still be better than FCS, but, like, ultimately, I, I can't get behind writing out the entire group of five from, like, the college football, like, playoff. Like, if there is a G5 team, right, that is absolutely insane, it could be App State, even, right? If there is just exactly. a cracked, if there's a cracked G5 team, like, seriously could compete with the big dogs even if for one year and they get a seed in the expanded tournament like they should be allowed to play in that exactly like like how insane would that be a g5 champion that would be nuts exactly and i feel like there are plenty of g5 groups that given the circumstance could actually put up numbers against some of these teams i feel like it's a bad it's a bad sample size especially in how college football works now mm -hmm. where you had you know season ends there's a period of free agency where players are leaving their schools coaches are leaving their schools and now these 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 teams have to like form skeleton crews yeah and play in a bowl game and then people are like I thought you thought I thought you said Troy was gonna beat Duke. I thought you said you know Georgia State was gonna beat blah 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 blah. I thought you said your ODU was gonna beat Western Kentucky or JMU beat Air Force. I'm like, yeah. If we had if we had our if we had a full team, team, if those teams had the exact same teams and the exact same momentum going off the end of the season into the bowl game, yes, yes, a an SBC champion champion in Troy would have beat Duke. If their coach hadn't left yep. weeks leading up to Troy or leading up to the bowl game. And that's the problem with bowl games is they just ultimately like they mean you know, they, they matter, they but they enough. don't really matter. Like it, when there was only a few bowl games, it was like a big deal. It was like, mm -hmm. OK, this is huge. You know, we've got, you know, this is like the one game that we're playing for. It's out of conference. It's whatever. But now it's like there's so many. And you know you've got the plywood bowl that you're playing in. <laughs> like who's gonna who's gonna plywood bowl? Who's gonna be watching that? And it, it just kind of sucks when you've got guys leaving. I think they really need to expand how long, um, or you know, lengthen the portal time, so that these kids don't feel like they have to just transfer immediately as soon as the regular season ends because they don't have a lot of time. Um, or start the transfer portal after bowl games. 
Yeah. But the thing is with that, or actually, I think you'd have to move bowl games closer to the end of the season. Because yeah, the there can't be like that period. That, well, because the whole idea is that, okay, New Year's Six Bowl games happen. Now you have, now as a college athlete, you know, as a student athlete, student athlete, you're not just an athlete, you're a student. You're right. They're, you they're now students. Have, you have like two weeks to figure out where you're playing next if you want to leave. Yep. So this whole idea of a New Year's Six game is great, but it's like you'd have to move the games closer to the end of the season, which is good because now you're getting a better quality team instead of having to have four weeks to practice. Exactly. It's like now you have time like, to get these athletes to transfer. I mean, perfectly in a perfect world, it would just be like the week after. And I realize that's not realistic because you've got to make travel plans. You've got to do X, Y, and Z, but like ultimately letting these teams like stay together is, you know, leads to better games. Exactly. Um, but we're, we're, we're getting way off, off topic. <laughs> We've got our power oh, rankings yeah. to do. Um, so obviously so J- number one, we got to put Jamie. Jamie up there. Uh, Obviously, what was it that Chesney said? Like 90-something percent of the production was gone from last year? Exactly. But I'm confident. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, we, we've recuperated in the positions we needed to. Obviously, I feel like wide receiver is still a big issue. But coming into this season, this past season, I was also saying wide receiver is a big issue. And we ended the season with two 1,000-yard receivers. So a position like that is just going to, like, come up spur of the moment i think we got amazing talent everywhere um especially at db i mean a big issue last year was db and and the secondary and i mean coach chesney came in and said we're fixing that um so we got a really good you know commits from high school there we got some good transfers from there as well or in that position as well um and overall just an amazing reload of talent i mean we also lost a whole running back room, and somehow we filled that with like three, you know, four stars. Yeah, an all like I would say an all American from UNT, um, uh, an amazing return, but also local talent who was also a four star in high school and was one of the best, better recruited running backs out of co- uh, out of high school in Virginia at JMU, mm-hmm. and then someone that Chesney's familiar with. I think his name is what Todd Purdy. Or Tyler Purdy, um, is from he Holy the Cross. Uh, the safety or DB? No, the running back. This is what we're talking about the running oh. back room. You know? Okay, yeah. filling up the running back room that we like because we lost, we lost Latrell Palmer to just graduation. We lost um, Kalon Black and um, that other guy. What was his name? The guy from Stony Brook to Indiana. Um, yeah, what so, school is that? I don't know. Some some school that like worship is <laughs> worship cigarettes. I don't know. Weird weird vibes. Weird vibes. Um, <laughs> but no. And when you talk about interior, and another thing was interior linebacker too. And we also filled that with one of the best interior linebackers. I would probably say in college football right now. And Jacob Dobbs. It doesn't matter what level he played. You you get you are analyzing from. He's you a menace. Can't say that he's one of the best middle linebackers to grace the game, the college football game. I mean, mm-hmm. well, here's a man thing is too. also an, a man is also an absolute union unit. Sorry about that. He's huge. The thing too, is last year we were playing with mostly 
like a lot of kids that committed when we were at the FCS level Indeed. and like we were playing with them. And now we still have people that got recruited when we we're playing FBS. And so we're going to start seeing their production too, I think, which is, Indeed, yeah. which has me helpful. I think it's going to be, yeah, they're either going to blow it out of the water or it's going to be like, there might be some rough things that Chesney needs to work out, but confident by the end of the season to have their shit together. Um, oh, yeah. oh, are we doing, are, so are we just doing a power ranking or are we doing East West division? Cause um, <laughs> that's a, division. that is a good, that's actually a really good question. I would say power ranking. Cause I feel like, okay, let's do a power ranking. rank in the power ranking would also correlate. You could just like, you know, split them up into East and West. And then that's, that's the rank. That's how the same rankings would right. be in my mind. So, so number two, who have we got? I'm going to go with App State. App State. I, I would probably State. yeah. They got a returning QB who, you know, as much as I literally despise App State and all they stand for and everything associated <laughs> with them, they do have a very good returning quarterback. And that is huge when it comes to um college football. Did you this see year. did you see the um Liberty fans on Twitter who were really hyped that they were like like App State's backup quarterback ended up transferring to Liberty, and they were causing like a whole big <laughs> deal on. Oh uh, yeah, I do Twitter. remember that. They're like, like, "Oh yeah, your 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 quarterbacks don't even want to stay in the Sun Belt." It's like, yeah, this yeah, because he lost his job. He lost his job. <laughs> he was like, that's he was a why he transferred to a cupcake school. They're trans. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, so that's number two. Number three, I'm gonna go. I'm so I'm kind of split. It's kind of a it's a three way right now for for that number three spot, okay. Between Troy, Texas State, and South Alabama. Well, I have a well, I have a question about all three. Well, I I can ask you a question about each of them in, like separately. Um, Texas State, who's starting at quarterback? Great question. T.J. Finley's gone. That other guy that. I think they, but they're they're kind of that other guy that they got is also gone. They're kind of reloading a little bit. Yeah, but okay, but who are you gonna play at quarterback? Who are you gonna play at quarterback? You well, there's a lot more positions. The the only teams that can play without a quarterback are military institutes, and we Uh. saw that. (laughs) So, dude, that triple option goes crazy. I mean. Okay, so Texas State. So you're saying no. All right. Troy, I don't think Texas South... State is three. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little bit lower. Troy, South Alabama. I – Actually, maybe nope. I'd just give it to I, – I think I would give it to Troy. They have a new coach, but I think – Let me do my let me do my research a little bit because obviously I don't do a lot of research on, you know, teams I'm, um, are not, I'm not a fan of. But – Okay, well, I'm just not going to on it. I have been – I looked up, like, transfer rankings for the SBC um, just because I was like, hey, what does this look like? Um, and you know who I think will be three? And, you know, it'll make you happy because you – Marshall. Marshall? Marshall. I think Marshall is going to be really good next year just because they have a really good transfer class. Um, and also that's true. They did. I, I think a very hidden gem of that class, at least to me, um, 
the the Marshall class is what is his name? They got a QB transfer from Tulsa. His name is Braylon Braxton out of Tulsa. Right. He's a sophomore. I the this year he didn't have many snaps, but last year or not yeah, last year, so the year before last year. Um I don't know if he started or he came in for like, you know, maybe the 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 starter got injured and you know, he came in for a couple games, but he put up decent numbers and especially with a guy who has a lot of eligibility left, like to have that, that potential at quarterback, it's like, I mean, obviously you have JMU number one, but they have an experienced transfer quarterback. So it's like, that's going to make sense. That's true. Can you believe that Marshall finished bottom of the East that's last just year? How, that's just how that competitive this, 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 this conference is, man. Like that is crazy to me. That they finished six and seven and three and five in conference. Like, that is actually insane. I think they're due for a bounce back year, though. I don't know if they're going to be number three, though. I would put Troy. I think we can safely say Troy number three. Even with Mm. their new coach. Sure. I can. I I can see it because it's it's way too early. It's way too early ranking. It's way too early. We're eyeballing pretty much all of these. Um, and I mean, what? Who's their new coach? Isn't that like the offensive coordinator of Notre Dame or something? Yeah, something like that. I mean, so you I got trust it. you got a good mind with that team. Again, the championship pedigree of that team. I can see it. I, I and I can see. I I don't think they'll be the worst in the, in the West, and I don't think they'll be the worst in the conference. But I think I think three to five range is a good place for him. Okay, so we're going to put Troy at number three. Number four, would you go four for Marshall? Um, you think, like, the transfers are that good? I do. I mean, a lot of transfers were from schools, like uh, SEC schools. We got Ole Miss. You got, I mean, Georgia Tech is an SEC, but still a great school. I mean, Mississippi State, Florida. I mean, Arizona, new Big 12 school, Vanderbilt, SEC school. So it's like you got a lot of big name talent coming into Marshall. Um, so I think, I think this will be a bounce back year for them. Um, I mean, especially with the culture over there, it's like, I feel like it's similar to JMU in the sense where it's like, you can really get ingrained into the culture at Marshall. That's true. So, I so I'd put Marshall like, in number four. And yeah. And also just a great coach, a great coach at Marshall. Coach so Huff. I, yeah. Coach Huff. Great coach, you know? Um, so yeah, I think I think four is a comfortable place for Marshall this year. All right, let's go four. Number five, South Alabama. South Alabama. Why what makes you say that? I'm just kind of eyeballing it. Uh <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but like what there has to be a reason, you know. No, he's got so we've got a returning quarterback. Um at least I think, right? No, 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 that's Troy's quarterback. Because they were making a big deal about how he gained five pounds or whatever. That was his past season. season. That yeah, was yeah, past yeah. season. South Alabama. Um, oh, shoot, dude. There's so many options here. I feel like once it gets to, like, the middle, it gets kind of muddled. Um, yeah. Like, there's a few clear front runners, But, okay. I mean, South Alabama was supposed to be good last year. And they just kind of fell short. Mm-hmm. I feel like they can... They can meet expectations or they can 
I don't know. Would would number five be meeting expectations for them, or would that just be? I don't know. See, for me, it's like, uh, who, who would like, you put? Uh, who would I put? Yeah, I would probably put. Let me see. Let me consult my sources. Um, at number five, I probably would put Texas State because okay, so again, Texas State at number five. The again, the only question I have is quarterback, but literally everywhere else on the field, Texas State is probably every position on the field. Texas State is probably top three in every position. Um, and again, winning their first bowl game this year, they That's have true. a they have a lot to build on. Um. So yeah, I think that. I think number five would be Texas State. The, again, the biggest question mark is quarterback, but you know, college football is a crazy place. So maybe they get like I don't fucking know. Maybe Dylan Gabriel's like I don't like Oregon, <laughs> and he's like, let's go to Texas State. So yeah, anything could happen in college football. Um, Let so... me think. Okay, I'd put South Alabama then just under them at number six because okay. I'm I've got the recruiting rank- rankings pulled up. And they're like number three per two four seven for their recruiting rankings. Yeah. Okay, so we go South Alabama at number six. Who do we have in the number seven spot? I think Coastal Carolina. Really? I was gonna say Southern Miss. They got Southern a good Miss. Recru- they Southern got a Miss good rec- crazy. With their they recruiting. got a good recruiting class. They also have a really good transfer portal remember that guy that came in for uh jordan travis tate rodemaker mm-hmm. he transferred to usm oh shit so like they have a really good quarterback um us but usm is just always like so ass like i can't that's 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 what i'm saying is that a pick like this that's why they're like middle of the pack because there is a chance for them to move up but there's also a chance for them to fall down i think but are they? Is it going to be better than Coastal Carolina? Actually, Coastal's losing Grayson McCall. I was about to say Coastal's losing Grayson McCall. They're getting a quarterback who was highly recruited out of high school, but wasn't really played much at Michigan State. I think his name's Noah Kim or something. But I mean, oh again, wait, yeah, he started at Michigan State. Yeah, well, he started for he he was there for a bit. I don't think he started very much. But he went to Westfield. He did went to Westfield. He went in, he was in my county in high school. But it's crazy. Um, he has potential. I don't think he'll achieve it right off the bat because, again, he hasn't started much. Unlike Tate Rodemaker, he had so much pressure on him, and he was able to win the last couple of games and win the ACC championship. So, like, he's got some sort of clutch in him, you know? Yeah, I trust it. I trust it. Let's go USM. That'll be an exciting one. Yes, that is definitely what I'm looking towards. And obviously, as, as a Sunbelt fan, you want to see a historically good football school do well at the end of the day. That's true. That's no true. matter how much we hate each other. I don't um, really hate USM, though. I mean, yeah. We can't we've have only any. played them like once, I think, right? So it's yeah. like, there's nothing really much to go off of. And then we put Coastal Carolina right below them. Yeah, I think they're that's pretty, a good they're place pretty for similar. Coastal. They are losing a lot, and I don't think they're really gaining a lot back. So. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of middle of the pack in the recruiting rankings. Um, let's see. Number nine. 
Mm. See, I'm this is when down. it gets a dicey because I I like Arkansas State. Arkansas State, why is that? Second best recruiting class in the Sun Belt. They looked to be on the up and up a little bit near the end of the season. Well, now they had like two losses at the end, but like middle of the season, it looked like they were kind of getting their shit together. Um, I feel like with this new recruiting class that they have, they'll be like coming back ready to cook. I mean, they're still, I mean, they're still in the number nine spot, but they're not going to be like, well, we haven't yet. Well, we also haven't accounted for Georgia Southern and Georgia State. I feel like those are two names that we're oh, not really shit, mentioning right. right now. Yeah, we got to put Georgia. I think Georgia Southern then. They also have a strong recruiting class. So okay. we put them nine. Would we have to move some people down? Oh, what are we thinking? Shoot. I would put Georgia Southern. I would put it over Coastal for sure. Okay. Would you put it over Southern Miss though? Um. Hmm. I hate to be that guy again, but who's their quarterback next year? Who? Cause That's true. It's not that because it's not that other guy. Because they've got a traditional, traditionally air raid offense, and if they air don't raid. have a quarterback that can do that, then especially recently, yeah. So Apparently yeah, they got this guy Dexter Williams the second out of the school that should not be named. So, yeah, Dexter. So number ten, I think we can go with then maybe uh, arkansas state but i feel like odu low-key i don't know why odu I yeah. don't, i've heard nothing about odu when it comes to football recently i feel like they've been kind of sneaky oh yeah but I don't, no no i don't think they are i was about to say because according to this, to they think. have the 12th ranked 12th ranked transfer class and I don't know about recruiting class, but yeah, I can't. Never think mind. Of any. We got to bring on Ben. <laughs> oh, no. Um. Okay. We should. You, you know, know what I go we should do? What? We should make this and then bring on Ben and then see how he reacts. And then to be this. like, dude, yeah, you guys are fucking idiots. Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, what are you guys on about? Um. Uh, Arkansas State. I put Arkansas State in number. Arkansas 10. State purely because of the recruiting class. Okay, I can. I can understand. You know that, that. that's a little. No one really expects it. So, 11. 11. We're down to our final four. We've got... Of how, of how shit you are. <laughs> we've got Old Dominion, Georgia State, ULM, and ULL. Or, yeah, ULL. Yeah. Hmm. I, I Somehow this is hard. I, okay, so I, I will say... We think that I would say that we think ULM will be the worst team in the Sun Belt. Yes, and it sucks to say that, but it's off of just I don't know. I know they're trying to revitalize the program, but it's I don't think it's going to happen overnight. I think it's going to take a few yeah. years because oh, like yeah. they went two and ten last year. Like that is, but not at the good. same time, it's only up from there. You can't. That's true. I, I well, like there it's still the bottom can't though. Be worse than that. You know how funny? How funny would it be if ULM won the West? How funny would it be if they just had didn't have a win? They just didn't win a game. That wouldn't be funny. That'd be kind of sad. It would be sad. It would make the Sun Belt look so bad. I don't know. Every every league has that one team. SEC has the has Vanderbilt. ACC has, I guess Georgia Tech. Mm. There's a, like the bot like half of the ACC. 
Because they're all after after you get past like after you get past like Florida State, UNC, you're like, (laughs) who else (laughs) does the ACC have? Clemson. Clemson ended the season. Oh, Clemson. Yeah, yeah. After you after Um, you get through those, NC State is a pretty good. Okay. Okay, but I do know what you're saying. A lot of schools in the ACC are not good at football, and I keep behind that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we put ULM at the bottom. They're in our 14th. Yes. But we still have to put 11. Georgia State, ODU, or ULL? Probably um, ULL. I, I was about to say, probably ULL. I don't They're really... just, I mean, they don't have a great recruiting class this year, but I mean, they're traditionally a good football school. That's true. They'll They'll make it work. Um, and then it's because uh, between Georgia Southern or ODU, Georgia State, Georgia. Oh, sorry, Georgia State, Southern, not State. Georgia uh, State, probably. I, honestly, I'll go ODU because it's in ODU. State. Okay, I put ODU. I Georgia State just needs a few years. Yeah, and man, we thought we were gonna—they were gonna be so good this season too. All right, so that is our—we'll publish a graphic. Eventually, but we've got our football rankings at number one JMU, at the bottom ULM. Yeah, way I too mean, early. Way too early. I think I. I mean, I and I would say our biggest. I would say the biggest riser in this could probably be Southern Miss. I think they they have the most. I mean, bar JMU, JMU's already number one. You know, yeah, so naturally. can't really go I, from there. But I think Southern I, Miss is just the biggest wild card because they could either they shit the bed totally or they could run the West. I was about to say their like, recruits and transfers. Their recruits and transfers look really, really good. And you know how I bet they sold it yeah. to them was just like, yo, you can make an impact here. Like from like starting at the bottom and then you can actually make an impact is what they were probably telling these guys. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um yeah. but we've got our yeah. way too early. Indeed. It has been had. Let's talk about can we talk about the atmosphere at basketball games? What what, what been, specifically you want to talk about? It's been electric. Truly, it has. I feel like we're finally I think JMU fans are finally finding their their place when it comes to basketball. Cause again, like we said earlier in the pod, it's like basketball you men especially men's basketball used to be like not great. Mm-hmm. Um but now this basketball team, both men and women's, um, has been something that not just the students of JMU, but the city of Harrisonburg can be proud of um, and go in and bring their families and their kids. And, you know, the students please, can please bring their... Please do not bring your children to the student section. Oh, yeah. Please don't do that. I You're making a terrible that. choice. It makes me... It makes me feel bad when I yell things. <laughs> it's almost, it's almost, you know, those parents, like when De- the first Deadpool came out and they're yeah. like, I'm going to go take my kids to see Deadpool because it's a superhero movie. I, I feel like, obviously, no dig at parents, period. Parents are great. However, when you're bringing your kids to a public school basketball game where you know the reputation of that school students, Hey, hey, Dukes why do would better. you sit? Dukes do exa- better. <laughs> okay, well, sure, Dukes do better, but also, why would you sit your kids in the student section? Like that just doesn't seem like I feel even so if bad. I had kids, I would not make that decision. I feel so bad yelling at refs 
and like yelling at players and the things that I say. Like, well, it's because you just say extremely vulgar things. Yeah, but it like gets my point across. That's and true. I feel, but ba- I... I feel bad if a kid's nearby and has to hear that. That's true. Like, but I just I, like to... at least I do exercise a little bit of restraint. If there's, you know, I, I tone it down a little bit, but I don't like having to tone it down. You know, no, what I, mean? I get that. And I would say that I just call the refs bums and that gets my point across. So. Well, yeah. Or bald. <laughs> or bald. Yeah, you called it. Or how do you wax funny. your head? What do you or... wax your head with? <laughs> what do you wax your head with? Comes uh, that one got him. That one did get him. That was um, funny. Uh, but it was nah. nice to actually have a conversation with the ref. It actually kind of made them feel like people for a second. Um, uh, and then I realized that they couldn't read or see. So Nope. They're blind. I wanted. Indeed. I really wanted that that chant to take off. I'm blind. I'm deaf. I want to be a ref. I really tried to get it going at the ODU game, but like no one was having it. It's because the I feel like JMU fans now. Um, sorry, I I might keep screwing up. I don't know. I think you're good now. But what about JMU fans? Um, I feel like. As much as we hate it, I feel like the Dukes Do Better campaign is actually doing something. Um, no, you think people are actually being... Some of them. Some of them. Uh, I have seen fans that it are was because, like yelling It was because of the fuck you Tony chance. That's all it was. It really was. It was just one instance. And it just... Yeah, and now we've got like the cartoon video <laughs> telling us... That, that cartoon video geeks, though. It's so funny. Low-key, it's kind of funny. Um, no, but that's I mean, but that's that's basketball. That's college basketball. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I'm and, also. And... I also think the student section should just be for students because now it's like actually starting to fill up. Oh yeah. Oh but... yeah. Well, it's yeah. also the thing where it's like I mean, the basketball teams are good now. Well, the women's team has always been good, but the men's team is now good, and obviously, which sucks, but everybody has their eyes on the men's team. Um. So. There's now just more people at the games, which is great because now it's like these this this big stadium is filled and it feels and there are times where I'm sitting there I'm like this is like an NBA game you know like and the amount and level of investment and passion and stuff like that it's great to see it is great to see. Well, that's yeah, I think that's what it was. I think when the AUBC got built and a few years after COVID, like once everyone started like coming back, that's when it like that's what drove it to pop off. Oh yeah. Like, I think that's the big thing. But the atmosphere this year, in particular, has just felt good. You know, like, after oh, yeah. the win over Michigan State, like, it's been good. And I think Barstool has been a real doing a really good job of posting about basketball stuff, um, which gets people going. Because everyone follows the Jamie Barstool. Oh, yeah. Um, Indeed. Jamie Barstool, the media team's been popping off. And I think that, you know, it's we've really been pushing our social media presence, which has been – like a huge factor in that mm-hmm. like just getting people to come out you know oh yeah and and even for like out of conference games and shit like people are showing up um speaking of out of conference oh yeah. sunbelt sunbelt conference and mac challenge uh wrapped up and is wrapping up right now because the women's team is playing ball state um dude that's not even a state bro yeah Sure. Or is this sure state is, is winning ball- right now? But oh god, it, is ball a state of mind? Is that what ball, they mean by that? 
I think, do you think they advertise that like ball is life type deal or something like that? Ball <laughs> is life. But they're not even like a good basketball school. I don't know. All I know is that apparently Ball State has their own app. Um, I mean, we and it's like, app. no, 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 it's not like live safe. It's like for fans. And the whole <laughs> functionality of the app is, I guess, at, like it's a pregame thing, but the team runs out. And everybody opens their app on their phone. And if you shake it around, it makes, like, bird chirping noises. That's dumb. No, it's so funny. My So our friend Jackson Varga, he showed that to us. Or they showed that to me one day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? This is, like, the most ridiculous thing ever. I was so confused. I literally Dude. had to look up a video of this being done. Like, Dude, there that's are, crazy. Ball State fans, Dude, that's like, our women's team. Phone. Our women's team is going through that right now. Yeah, Damn. dude. There are probably so many people in that stadium right now with their phones out just going. That feels illegal. Like uh, it's mimicking a ref's <laughs> whistle or something. That is true. Dude, I don't that know. That is maybe crazy. Sh- I, maybe someone needs to investigate Ball State for that. I do like the uh, – if they did something where it was like an app that you could use and it would like uh, flash like the camera on your phone – Mm. like that would be sick can you imagine that like the jmu basketball team running out while that's happening that is true that would be, that would be so metal I, I, and the only reason i think of that is because i saw a video of like some super like super bowl 40 like five or something i don't know like a super bowl from like early 2000s late 90s where everyone had uh like cameras before iphones no shot you have the app up right now oh wait is it gonna My work finger is off Okay, let's see. Is it making bird noises? I can't hear him. What? Maybe the frequency? That's so weird. That's funny. But anyways, Trust me, though, it's it's making noise. It's making bird noises? All right, bet. Um, but yeah, no, the only reason I think of that is because, like, during kickoffs, you used to be able to see, like, camera flashes before people had, like, iPhone and stuff. And that would be, uh-huh. that's just so cool to me. Like, I think we should bring that back. That would be um, pretty cool. But you said Terrence Edwards was mad about something with the Sun Belt. Oh, sorry. So, for for context, first off, JMU swept both uh, MAC teams, number one and number two of the MAC. Uh, so we beat uh, uh, Toledo, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, Toledo, second game of the season, and then Akron the, uh, yesterday. Oh, wait, no. Do you – I thought you were talking – so – I thought you were talking about just the Sun Belt as a whole because App State played Toledo last night and they won in overtime. Right, but so it's a two-game series where we played. We played Kent State at the beginning of the season. Oh, Kent State, yeah. Former former tournament team. So, but now they're okay. Well, we beat we we beat Kent State, um, beginning of the season, and then after that, Kent is also not a state. Um, Exactly. What are with all these schools that are blank state and like ninety percent of them aren't states? It's weird. Um, it's ridiculous. But anyways, Akron uh, beat them last night. I actually kind of like Akron fans. I think they're they're pretty nice guys. There are a few that like reached out on Twitter and were asking about like Bart no. before. Akron um, fans are pretty cool, I will say. Did but you, were you at the game? I was not. Okay. Um, I was following on my phone. It's funny because sometimes Google, like, you know how you can look up scores on Google and then it's just like, oh, yeah, here it is. And it's, like, generated by their own, like, engine or whatever. Yeah. Well, there are some times where that just, like, 
screws up and I was like check the score at one point and it said that we were winning by 47 points. Man, it was like JMU 47 and Akron zero. And I was like, yo, what? And then yeah, I, don't, I like looked and I was like, oh, that's not real. <laughs> I don't trust the, uh, I don't trust that. I, I only go to ESPN for that. True. ESPN for um, But Akron, one of the better schools in the MAC. They're like, um, they're the number one or number two. Are they? No, they're oh number one, I think. Yeah. They're, yeah. Number they're one? a great, they're a good basketball program. Um, Well, we beat them. It was looking close. It was looking close. I think at halftime it was tied. Um, but then typical JMU fashion, we just pull it away, um, towards the very end. Um, I think that's what I really like about this team is that obviously they keep, it's, it's a close game just because, you know, you're going to acclimate to the opponent you're playing. Um, but then unlike JMU last season, JMU this season, it's like at some point they just pull away. Yeah. I feel like last season it was like, we would go up and we're like, yeah. And then. Mid midway through the game, we let off the gas, and it. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Midway through the game, we let off the gas, and then you know they would come back. It'd be, into a, it. it'd be a it'd be a grudge match at like the last exactly. two minutes. Um, yeah. So I I think the big thing with this is just playing with confidence. Is when we have that when we are in our groove and have like that confidence. Holy shit! It is scary. Oh, for yeah. other teams. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's a big thing. Uh, but after after the the well, first game, before we wait. before we get to that, can we talk about Michael Green finally getting in his bag again? Dude, so Man, what, let, he led the team off the bench with seventeen points, with four out of five made threes. So it's it's because it's televised. He only pops off when, <laughs> when it's like a nationally televised game. Yeah, he was I mean, looking, no matter what, it's great to see someone like that who has been like almost the field general for a long time in this team lose a spot on the team or not lose a spot on the team but lose a spot in the starting lineup to have a big game like that and I really hope coach Byington sticks with this kind of you know setup of having Green come off the bench because I feel like he has a, a much 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 bigger role coming off the bench um, being that I guy agree. that well, can just let create him see shots how the for other himself. Team. Let him see how the other team plays and then just go in and dominate. Like that's exactly. that's what he does, which is it, it, sick. Exactly. X is a big field general. Um, but Michael Green is definitely that guy that, you know, shot creator, off the dribble, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I I think it was really I you know, on Twitter. I feel like a lot of people know I'm a big Noah Friedel fan, and it's mainly because he really enjoys the pep band too. So, you know, you got you gotta enjoy the the guys that love the band, and it, you know, I was really sad when I saw I checked my phone. And it was probably halfway through the game, and he was over six from three. I was like, come on, man! Like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about this team is it's so deep. If someone has a bad game, it's like fine. That like, is we'll true, and part of me is like, don't stop taking those shots, man. It's like, uh, it's like Michael Scott from The Office, where it's like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, just keep shooting, man. At some point, it's bound to go in. Um. Yeah, but we still pulled out the W. That's what matters. Oh, indeed, indeed. Um, now you should talk about it. Okay. Well, I saw a tweet. After the game. I saw a tweet. 
I think it was from Shay Medlin. Shout out Shay Medlin, the GOAT uh, from DNR Sports. Um, he tweeted out something along the lines of um, Terrence Edwards and I think it was Raquan Horton being, you know, pretty annoyed at the fact that they had to give back the uh, SBC Mac Challenge belt. And I also kind of have a quarrel with that because they won the game. They won the game. We the SBC beat the Mac in the challenge. First, is there has to be more than one belt, right? There has to be one belt at every single one of these games, right? Yeah, probably. Because I think on the whole, we ended up the yeah. Sun Belt like ended up winning more games than the Mac did, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. So Give the team the belt, man. Just make another belt. It's I I don't feel like it's not that hard. Like, so he was like upset. The the belt. Like, it's a it's a trophy, man. It's a trophy. Imagine imagine winning the national championship, right? Imagine winning the national like imagine Michigan won the national championship. Yeah, they get uh, they get handed the champion the the trophy on the field on this huge stage. There's confetti raining down and everything, and then you know they go back in the locker room with the trophy. And they're celebrating, you know, throwing it around, you know, using it as a bat to hit baseballs or whatever, whatever Gronk did with the Super Bowl trophy. Um, <laughs> and then imagine some fucking, imagine some bum, at, bum, you know, worker for the CFP coming in and be like, hey, can we have the trophy back? Damn. No, you can't have <laughs> the trophy back. It's ours. We want it. You get Dude, me, though. Crazy. You get it, right? That's insane, though. And then uh, Terrence Edwards was, what did he just try to like yank it out of their hands and take it back well, I, or what? Okay, I wasn't. I, I I did not hear. I am not going to make up scenarios. All I saw was that someone tweeted that they were annoyed that they had to give back the belt. And as an enjoyer of basketball and competition, I agree. <laughs> How why are you going to give these these players the belt and tell them, oh yeah, you know? celebrate show it off we're gonna record all this stuff for you know sunbelt media and you can report record it for your own media team and make posts about it. it's great and then be like oh but can we can we can we get the it's belt mine. back can we get the belt back? so, so who no gets it's it our back? belt it's does our the belt. mac does the mac keep the belt or does the sunbelt keep the belt like what conference whoever wins it oh oh but they don't get to like the schools I don't get to have this. it I okay no man i think the school should be able to keep it. I agree. And they can put it in their trophy room and whatever. But, I agree. I mean, again, if you're going to make a belt, like, that that was cool. Like, making a belt for this challenge and mm -hmm. then not let the team that won, that, like, the, the, the them keep it. Like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, ridiculous. That's crazy. Another big thing that's been coming up has been what Jamie Basketball needs to do for postseason play thoughts do, do think, we Tom? do we make it to the uh uh what's it called mark do we do we make it to march madness um or is do we basically just have to get a bid because of the conference championship are we going to be a one bid late uh conference one or bid league bid? yeah um that's a really good question um i think Obviously, if JMU keeps winning the game, their games, and you know makes a good run in the tournament, 
there is like the slimmest a chance we get an at-large bid just based on our net. If our right. net can stay within the top 68, we might get a lar- at-large bid. Right now, I think it's like 64 or 63. So, you know, we're getting we're getting to we're getting that looks. point where we're like, it's getting really close. Um, I think we got to win outright. We got to win outright. We got to win every single rest of the game of the season. Um, but again, our team just needs to play with confidence. There, are, And I feel like sometimes when we play um, a specific team that I despise, um, you know, we don't really play with that confidence. Um, yep. But hopefully, if we go on a run in the tournament and meet them in the final, um, that can hopefully be a different outcome. Yeah, well, I mean, field. if we if we win the tournament, then we don't even have to be exactly. having this conversation. We don't have to worry about it. Um, I will be watching but... the selection show, like, a little bit stressed out, though. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, Cause I think... Do we just need App State's net ranking to improve as well? Well, no, because we're actually ranked better than them. That's true. We are, yeah. So, I, I think, I honestly think there are a lot more factors that contribute to this team, to honestly both teams making the NCAA tournament that are out of out of their control. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of we need another team to lose. We need certain teams to lose. We need to win in the rest of our games. So, like, obviously, you can only control what's right in front of you. So you can only control the games you win. Just win. Um, and yeah, that guy. You just have to approach it with that same mentality of just win. And I mean, who knows? You, by the end of by the end of February, or like by the end of the beginning of March, hopefully, you know, we finish with only four losses. You know, win the rest of our games and maybe lose. You know, in the semifinal or the the championship. Yeah, don't don't even say that. Don't even say that. We don't lose. But what the scenario we're looking for is we win. We win. We win it all. Yep. Um, gotcha. but I, again, I think a lot of it is out of the control of what any of the players or the coaches or any of the fans can do. It is really, it sucks. It really is just like a, you just have to pray that you'll make it. Well, if we get a couple laser pointers, it won't be out of the fans and control. Maybe, entirely. And maybe, um, maybe make it so some refs can't get to the game, you know, Jesus. This, yeah, is not a call to this is control. not a call to action. This is not a call to action. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> so if you were to put a number, like a probability on it, what, what would you say? I could put a probability on JMU making the NCAA tournament. I would probably put it at hmm, – I'm going to be honest. It's a 50-50 shot, man. Like That's what I was thinking too. I think it's a coin flip. It really it's is. So, it's so much out of our control. Yeah. And so we'll I see. think I think Arkansas State was a really, really big game for this for us because that was like so far, that was the biggest trap game we had. Absolutely. Was going away to Arkansas, playing in their huge field house of a stadium. No matter how many people were in it, it's a huge stadium. It can it echoes a lot, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um and again, a hostile environment, like going there. And I don't care if we were leading by like 15 at one point and then we lost the lead and they came back a little bit. Um, we still beat them. We still beat them by four points. 
our team in the end really just try to focus on, you know, getting to the free throw line, making their free throws, which is somehow a really weird weakness of our team is free it throws. Is. Last year, like, it wasn't sometimes really they're good, but other times it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Last year, it really was like a non-issue, but this year somehow it's like been a big coin of contention. But if you're going to play in all these close games, like I guess it will be. I remember 2019 where free throws were actually like atrocious. No, like I legitimately had to worry about (laughs) our team making them. Yeah, and then Um, being in the pep band, you're like, well, I got to keep my arms up for the next five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Talking about probabilities, we've got the best segment, though. Oh, my gosh. Best bets. Best bets. Here's what we've got. Andy Reid, post-game meal odds. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so we got to do Super Bowl stuff. Of course, of course. We've got Burger King at plus 400, McDonald's at plus 500, In-N-Out plus 500, Wendy's plus 600, Five Guys plus 600, Shake Shack plus 1,000, Smash Burger plus 1,000, Freddy's plus 1,000, Fat Boy plus 1,000, and White Castle plus 1,000. I'm gonna going to go with, with Five Guys. Five Guys. You're going with Five Guys? Why? I think, Why Five Guys? I think Andy Reid wants to treat himself. After it. five guys is such a such a staple. Oh, actually, I need to figure. I need to see if it's if there's a five guys in Vegas. That's true. Okay, never mind. There's a, there's like three. Okay, yeah, I think five guys. I think he's gonna want to treat himself. Win or lose, I think he's he wants a little five guys action. It's either that or it's gonna be something super cheap like McDonald's or Burger King. What do you think? Um, I think I have two picks for this. I have one where I'm like, okay, this, like, this is what I would bet on, um, but then my other one is like, oh, maybe when just reading Andy Reid as a person, I feel like he would, I feel like he would literally demolish this this establishment. Um, my at my real pick, my 100 pick that I would bet money on is In and Out, just because really? you know a West Coast staple. You know, one of the best fast food places when it comes to the quality of their burgers, just period. I don't know. I feel like looking at Andy Reid, he's a guy <laughs> that really that really enjoys the craft of a cheeseburger. And where are you going to get, you know, Five Guys is, is great, but where are you going to get the most authentic, well-sourced, you know, for ingredients and just the novelty it's got to be in and out, you know. It's got to be in and out. Double double animal style. That's what he's probably getting. <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like Andy Reid is one of those animal sick style. people. One of those sick people that gets the in and out fries just as they are. Like, oh, do you think he uses any sauce? Um, maybe a little bit of ketchup. I mean, look at him. I feel bro. Like he's a he is a, he ketchup, is a savant. Yeah. He is a cheeseburger savant, man. I don't. Besides, like the staple, like you know animal style for men and out i feel like he would get down with you know just uh, just a side of regular fries from there their fries are not great but i feel like mm-hmm. andy reed for some reason loves them he'd, he'd demolish um, them demolish them maybe a good old chocolate shake to go <laughs> along with that um and then the nuggies oh yeah they go wrong with nuggies i love i love the commercial that he's into where he's like can you do the same thing with those nuggets and then he like uses his <laughs> wait 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 like, what was the commercial away. for uh, State Farm, right? Oh, it was State Farm. That's right. I was wondering if he did a specific fast food chain commercial, then it's it's all like I will a say Wendy's commercial. I, I can see Wendy's the, honestly. The fast food chain that they like did that in it looked very reminiscent to an In and Out. I will say, 
So it's true. So more closely, so okay. So I'm gonna go with five guys. Dave's going with in and out. More closely related to the Super Bowl. What's gonna be the color of the Gatorade? Or the liquid, because it could be water. The color of Gatorade. I think it's gonna be it's always blue, but I feel like it's different with two red teams. Like maybe they go with orange. <laughs> but I like the last like... time it was blue. So I feel like you know what? Let's go with JMU. I think it's be purple. Really, purple plus four twenty five. Yes, and dude, you gotta make the... money somehow, bro. I'm sorry, you gotta swing for the fences. You know, it's true. I think the safe option is blue, so that's what I would probably say. But I, I could see it being like red or pink. Player position to pour the liquid will it be an offensive player, a defensive player, or both. Um, I'm well, thinking it's be offense. I'm thinking it's be Travis Kelsey. No, I don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a defensive player. Like, the offense will be on the field, and they'll be doing the knee, so it'll be defensive players. Oh, that you know, that is true. That is true. I think about but, it. That's, but that's if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, no, that's actually for anyone. That's for anyone. So, I, think I say be offense. Def- okay, so you're defense. taking offense at minus 110. I might do defense at plus 150. Okay. Watch it be both. And the last and- one <laughs> – this okay. I I saw this on our notes. <laughs> you ready? Is this real? No, I want to know. Is this real? Is this real? No, you can put money on it. So bet on. Okay, first which, read it. The odds or which player will be caught with an escort in Vegas? Oh my God. We've got Jake Moody at plus three hundred, <laughs> Nick Bosa plus four hundred, Harrison Butker at plus five hundred, Debo Samuel plus six hundred. George Kittle plus 800, Patrick Mahomes plus 1200, Brock Purdy plus 1200, Christian McCaffrey plus 2000, and Travis Kelsey plus 2500. I'm pretty sure all after like, so Travis Kelsey, obviously not. And I don't know about Debo Samuel, but like, I feel like all these people have wives, right? Like, probably, but Jake Moody is like plus 300. He's not technically favored, but why is the what, what, (laughs) what influences this odd? What? Is did Jake Moody get caught in, during the season with an escort? I don't know. Can you do I don't some, think I need you to do some preliminary. We'll, we'll go through each one. Here. Okay, Travis Kelsey definitely not. That'd be so funny. The internet would explode. Imagine. Yes, Christian McCaffrey. I think he cares about his career too much. Brock Purdy. I could see it happening, but I don't think he has. Brock the money Purdy's for a dog, it. though. I don't think he has the money for it. Patrick Mahomes. Dude, what do you mean? What? Dude, he's he's like one of the most underpaid quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, but he's still getting paid like 900k. Dude, he couldn't even get his like team Christmas gifts. Christian McCaffrey had to buy his team Christmas gifts for him. Oh my god. He's like he's so like yeah, underpaid. Yeah, but he's also not poor. He's a quarterback Dude, for Dude, he lives with his parents. NFL team. No he doesn't. Yes, he does. Tommy DeVito lives with his parents. No, Brock Purdy in the offseason lives with his parents. I'll look it up right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In the offseason, he, like, lives with his parents, and he has a roommate. What? Yes, he has a roommate. (laughs) This guy's, like, a millionaire. No, dude. He's, like, he's super underpaid. Anyways, okay. I don't think he's going to do it, though. I don't think he could. Patrick Mahomes will not. George Kittle. Ooh, he's on a revenge tour. Yeah, but he has a, again, he has a wife, doesn't he? 
Does it? Oh, true. Well, he. I mean, I don't know. Some of these guys are dogs. Okay, what? Debo Samuel. See a wife? I don't know. Let me think. Okay, but if I, 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 I wouldn't take any of these. I don't think. I don't think it'll happen. Maybe Nick Bosa because it'd be funny. I think Nick Bosa would also be hilarious. I think. I think Patrick Mahomes would be hilarious. Like, imagine. Dude, that would also cause the internet to explode. That would be nuts. Yeah. No, Travis Kelsey would get killed by the Swifties. (laughs) Like, he's a big guy, but I don't know if he can do. Take on all of them. How many? Who would win? One Travis Kelsey or, like, one billion Swifties? Yeah, I'd go with the Swifties on that one. (laughs) Purely because numbers. But I'm glad that we got through that and we're able to talk about it. Very important things discussed on the podcast Well, who are you today. taking? You never told you oh, were taking. I said Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa? Okay. Yeah. I would probably take... Harrison Bucker? Uh, Nick no, Bosa. I don't... Dude, I mean... I, mm, maybe Harrison Bucker because he's like... I'm like a kicker. No one's paying attention to me. I can do... Oh, true. So maybe, maybe, maybe Harrison Bucker, but... I think Nick Wilson yeah. would be really funny. Gotcha. Well, you got any closing thoughts? Um, I mean, this is more about the Super Bowl, but what I okay, I hope that you know the first half is played completely normal, and then we go into the locker room and something happens with one of the teams, and then they like can't play, like a bunch of players, like there's a mass brawl because. Someone stole Wait. Andy Reid's post or halftime cheeseburger, right? Is and this going where I the think team it's going? And there's a big fight, and the and you know, or actually, it happened in the 49ers room, right? You know, I, I saw a TikTok where it's like someone would gives the 49ers team at halftime a rocket launcher, and then half the team gets injured. Um, so you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs thinks think it's gonna be a cakewalk. You know, they're gonna forfeit, but what's that? What's that I hear? The Chicago Bears come running out. I thought you would have said Justin Fields. Justin Fields leading them. I thought you were gonna say the Lions. That would have been cool. Uh, Or the Ravens, even. Well, the Lions. The Lions are too nice and humble to like be invested in some some wicked tree as this. You know, some some beef. Yeah, very unbiased uh, Super Bowl prediction. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, I I would say the New York Giants, but I know they would not win in a scenario like that. So, you know, happens. Chicago Bears come storming out. You know, <laughs> and do the Bears win? Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are like, oh, it's the Bears, and they run up the score by like a hundred, and it's the fourth quarter, but. They have Justin Fields, and Justin Fields runs for 400 yards and, like, seven touchdowns, ten touchdowns, throws for five more, and the game is tied at 100-100, right? Highest scoring Super Bowl game of all time, blows the previous records out of the water, and at the last second, it's a kick from... 45 yards out, oh, and, you know, I know the, Bears, the Bears are not good at kicking. The Bears are not good at kicking. a little double doink. They kick the ball. It hits one upright. It hits the, it hits the crossbar. It hits the left upright. 
and it just keeps going. It keeps doinking, and it never goes through, and we're stuck in a cycle of having to watch this doink for the rest of eternity. And that's it. That's and that's, that's how it ends. Be, what a great, what a great day for football. <laughs> okay, so who do you think is winning? Uh, I don't really want either team to win. I actually don't know. Uh, Kansas City receivers have been shit. I mean, I just saw Kadarius Tony's not playing, so I mean that. that all... I think that is the funniest thing because he's not injured. He nothing. He's just. They're just they tried not to say him. he tried to like make it less embarrassing for him by saying, "Oh, like he's injured or whatever." And he goes on and is like, "No, I'm not injured." Like, dude, they're trying to do you a favor. They literally are trying to be like, "We know you had a tough season. We don't want to make it harder on you. You can suit up. You're just not gonna play." Yeah. And then he no, went out and he threw them under the bus, and now he's a clown. Yep. So I'm glad the Giants trade him away, man. <laughs> who do you who do you think's gonna win? Okay, in all seriousness, I, I think the Niners are gonna win. I think the team the Niners are just a better, well organized team. Mm. You know, Chiefs I feel like the Chiefs stumbled here based on the quality of like separate players, right? Right. Like Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends of all time you know chris jones one of the best d tackles of all time they have a decent secondary and you know and, and also you have to factor in their um their zebra colored teammates as well so i mean that helped them get there uh, i just think the niners are a much better organized team on paper and hmm. you know and experiences of like you know seeing watching them play this playoffs um, so I think the Niners win. I think the Niners win. They end the streak of, you know, not winning a Super Bowl. Um, and they finally dethrone these Chiefs that have somehow stumbled their way into another Super Bowl. We will see. I have no idea who who's going to win. Like, I, 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 I can't even put money on it because I have no idea. Exactly. Like I, I'm, well, I'm probably going to put some money oh, on I'm it. Oh, I'm putting money too. on it, but I don't oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. what I'm going to do. Anyways, um, thank well, you. Before we go, oh, sorry. There's more. I also do hope that the Super Bowl ends like, you know, like from that one Dark Knight movie where Bane like destroys that football stadium or whatever. And the guy's like running the the, 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 the oh, yeah. football players running. And he's like, he doesn't know that this the field's like being absolutely destroyed. And then he turns around when he gets in the end zone. And it's like everyone's dead or whatever. I don't and know. then that's it. <laughs> but I, I hope that's how the game ends. That would be crazy. <laughs> it would. Insane. But thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening to us. Atlantic's podcast. Yes. Ranting. I mean, that's what we do. That's what we do. do. We're just, we're just professional yappers. Yep. Um, go Dukes. Yeah. Go Dukes.